So welcome back to the shop. This is the late January edition of the shop. This is we have now hit the halfway point of conference play uh, in, in basketball for the six A teams and five A teams, right, Henry? That's correct. So great first half of play. Um, saw some really close games toward the end of the first half of play, especially on the boys' side in the six A West. I was over at Springdale Harbor last Friday in Harbor. You know, they gave Fayetteville a, a really good game last Friday. I think Fayetteville ended up winning the game, but, but Harbor was right there with them. So it's going to set up for a pretty interesting second half, I think. We talked about this, that on the boys' side and the girls' side, Fayetteville leads both sides. Uh, on the girls, they have a one-game lead over Bentonville. The boys, one-game lead over Bentonville going into the second half. So, Henry, kind of give us a little bit of a, what, what you think might happen in the second half in the 6A West. we start with on the boys' side. On, on the boys' side, uh We've already mentioned it's seven and zero for Bentonville or Fayetteville. Bentonville six and one. Rogers five and two. The sort of the surprise there, but there again, we're going to start seeing that jockeying for that three to six spots, and it's going to come down to maybe a game, a certain game, a certain quarter, maybe even a certain play to find out who's going to get those positions. Now, Henry. In basketball, well, they have there's a point system in basketball as well as there is in football for tiebreakers. Is that correct? That's correct. It's a little bit different uh, in football. The tiebreaker, the maximum amount of points you can get in a win, is 13 points. But in basketball, it's 10 points. Okay. And how they will break ties first? You go head to head, and look at the two games they played in conference play. Well, who who's got the difference there? If that can't be determined, then you go and to the next tiebreaker, which is you start counting up, okay, you won this conference game by eight points, and you won this conference game by 14, but you only get 10 for that 10, one. 10 max. And then uh, the highest number goes. Now, in the second first round uh, of the 6A West, uh, Fayetteville had to go to Bentonville. Correct. The second uh, In the second round, it'll be Bentonville having to go to Fayetteville. So that'll be interesting. And that's here just in a couple of weeks. So we, they'll they'll play each other. I think that February game is 12th. on February the twelfth. So that'll be a good one. Um, now the first time they played the uh, Fayetteville boys, they they won pretty handily. The girls' game was real close. The girls' game was one point, um, but the boys' game was real close. So Paul, I'm going to kick this over to you. Got over to Paul Boyd, our reigning sports writer of the year in Arkansas. Paul Henry mentioned a little bit about Rogers. Have they been the surprise of the conference to you so far? I don't I don't think there's any question. I mean, everybody coming in. Knew they were going to be better, but being better and how much better they were going to be—that—that that was the question. Well, this just in—they're—they're they're significantly better. I mean, they—they they put that 28-game conference losing streak—that's—that's that's all but forgotten, except for us, I guess. But you're—you're you're five and two, sitting in third place in a strong, strong uh, position to go back to go to the state tournament. So, Paul Henry gave us a little synopsis of the boys in the 6A West. Why don't you give us a little look at the girls? We know that Fayetteville, uh, of course, you know, they have they, they edged Bentonville um, the first time they played by one point. But in the second half, you know, anything could happen. It, it, but it appears to be that those two teams are clearly the best two teams in the conference. I, I, I don't think that's that's unfair at all. You know, I, I think there is, is a, a pretty significant gap mm-hmm. between the, the top two teams and everybody else. Now, you know, who's third, who's fourth, kind of similar to on the boys' side. It's it's going to be really, really interesting to watch. Well, and, you know, uh, Springdale, we thought they were probably going to be that three-team, and they still may be, but, they, you know, they lost a, a game, you know, right before the before their off night on Tuesday that was kind of surprising. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know that it was surprising that the margin was shocking. 
you know, uh, I think Chris Bryant at Van Buren and those guys do a great job. Chris does a great job preparing his team. So the fact that Springdale went down to Van Buren and lost, not not just a shocker. But this but is the also, margin, right? This is also a Van Buren team that lost to Bentonville West uh, the game before that. that. So I saw Van Buren play at Harbor and they looked really, really good to me. And I and and, and I talked to Chris after the game and he said he you know he seemed to think that you know after starting conference play with you know three really tough games in a row he thought that they had kind of turned it around. Then they lost to Bentonville West, and, I, and I'm like, well, that shows what little I know. They, you know, and but then they got a big win over Springdale. So Van Buren been, been kind of up and down, uh, and they're kind of a hard team to figure out. Absolutely, but again, talking, looking to, to start the second half here, huge game between them and Rogers. It is huge. It is huge. Where's that game going to be played? At? That that is at Van Buren. At Van Buren, okay, down there in a, in a great environment, one of the best Absolutely. basketball environments you'll ever you'll ever see is down at Van Buren. So that's a little look at the six A West. Uh, Henry, we'll go back. And, Rick, I'll get to you here in just a second. I'm going to have you give me a little synopsis of, of what you're looking at the 4A. But, but Henry, I'm going to go back I don't over to you. About it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just make it up. That's okay. what we do anyway. Um, back, we're going to take a real quick look at the 6A Central. So, on the, boy, on the boys' side, you know, I know that Bryant is currently leading that the conference. But I think there are three teams in that mix, and maybe a fourth if you want to include Northside because they're certainly very capable of winning that conference on the boys' side. Definitely. Uh, you have Bryant at 6-1. and one. They needed a shot with three seconds left to beat Conway to take first place. Otherwise, Conway would be in first place. And you, and you never look at North Little Rock and say, oh, they don't have a chance. As long as Johnny Rice is there, they've got a chance. Well, and they kind of stumbled a little bit early, but now they've seemed like they've kind of gotten it back together again. And so now they're you know right back in that mix. People kind of thought they might be down a little bit. But but they're not. They maybe they took a little while to gel. But it seems like they got it going on now. Yeah. And then you look at the North Side, who's four and three in conference play, but all their games have been so close. Tough, tough losses. A couple of things go a different direction. Lo and behold, North Side would be right up there, and Little Rock Central is also in that mix at four and three. So you have five teams right there within two games of each other, with seven games left to play. Anything can happen in this group. And I think Northside's going to look at that loss to Catholic at home, and that, that's going to be a loss that's going to really stick them hard, I think. It's, they're going to have to carry that loss, I think, through the through the rest of the season, but but we'll see. So that's on the boys' side. That, that's basically any anything, you know, it could be any one of three to four teams that could that could win that the conference on that side. And so that's, you know, it's going to be really interesting to watch that conference race to see who gets those one and two seeds. On the girls' side, Paul, I think we know Northside – this is the team that Ricky Smith has been pointing pointing to for a couple of years now, and and they're certainly living up to their hype. Would you say, Paul? Every bit of it. Uh, you know, I got the got the chance to watch them early. They came up to a tournament here in Rogers, and just kind of overpowered everybody up here. And you could just see they were getting better and better. And and when I talked to Ricky then, he he was excited about what he had, but he also said, and he's like, hey, we. We, we can be better than what you saw, and I, I think you're seeing that right now. Well, I think ranked number nine um, in, in the USA Today, yes. uh, na- uh, you know, mm-hmm. national polls. So, you know, that speaks volumes of, of the kind of team that they have. And, of course, but in this conference, Conway's sitting one game back. We know Conway's very good. Um, they went down to Texas, played in that big, tough, tough uh, Duncanville tournament over the holidays, did very well there. So Conway will be good. Um, you know, it's just it'll be a dogfight, no question about it. Um, so that's a look at the 6A. Let's take a look at the 5A teams. Rick, why don't you go us a little, if you know anything about the 5A, we talked about this just a little bit. Um, on the boys' side in the 5A West, we're looking at 
Right now, Russellville is in that mix along with who else? Henry, who's looking good? Or Rick, any, either one of you guys? Uh, Greenbrier and Russellville right now is tied for first place with five and one records um, going into Tuesday's games. I don't, I'm not sure what happened last night, but then you had Alma at four and two, Little Rock Christian four and two, and then there's the drop off. And it's always interesting. Uh, you have to look at the 5A conferences. You know, in Class 6A, well, the top six teams in two conferences get to go. But in Class 5A, just four, right? Just four gets just to four. go. So, you know, you want to get up in that upper half. And right now, that's the, there's an upper half because Little Rock Christian and Alma at 4-2 had a two-game lead on Bologna and Salem Springs. Correct. And on the girls' side, uh, we talked about this. Apparently, Bologna is just rolling. They're, they're going to be the team to beat. I, I saw Little Rock Christian play earlier this year against Fayetteville over at the little tournament over, or not tournament, but a little classic over at Bentonville, and they looked very good. But Valonia beat them. You know, so Valonia's legit. If, they, if you beat Little Rock Christian, you're legit because Little Rock Christian's got a good team. Yeah, Valonia, Valonia beat them 77-63 last week, which, again, I'm not surprised that Valonia won, but looking at that margin, I was pretty stunned. But Alvin Riley does a great job at Valonia. I've known him since his time. Uh, coaching some small schools over in East Arkansas, and uh, he has uh, no seniors in his starting lineup this year. Well, and a team we're not even talking about is Greenwood, you know, a team that uh, last year was in the final, correct? Yes. Or semis, or the final. Finals. Um, uh, and, uh, but something we haven't really talked much about, you know, Clay Reeve, their, uh, their coach, um, has, is out for pretty much the rest of the season. He's having to undergo a medical procedure. Paul, has he had that yet, or is it? He is not. I, I, He's I going like, to have in, a medical procedure. In, in, in Early, early to mid-February, gotcha. last time I visited with him, uh, he's, he's going to have that done. And it's something that, that he dealt with back in 2010. But back in 2010, he was able to get through the season. And this was one of those things when I visited with him, he's like, well, I, we'll just go on. But, but then, he, you know, this is not fair to my kids. So he stepped aside. But they, you know, virtually the same team minus one significant contributor who, uh, who was with that team last year that made the finals. Wow. Well, they may be a team to watch when state tournament time comes. There's no question changing the oars in the middle of this lake. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to have some bobbles there. But but uh, I'll, I'd keep an eye on Greenwood. I wouldn't I wouldn't discount them. Not um, at all. You know, when state tournament time gets here in, in you know, about three weeks or four weeks, you know, they, they could be right there in the mix uh, because this just in, they are Greenwood. So that's like the 5A. Rick, let's talk about the 4A a little bit. I know you've watched a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, on the girls' side, you know, we talked about this a little bit, but P. Ridge, what a what a tremendous turnaround for that program under Heath Neal. I saw them last year, and I thought there would be no, no no way. I'm looking at P. Ridge winning at uh, against Farmington, you know, a traditional strong team there. And, pa- Paul, you was at that game, uh, but I saw the board, the uh, Farmington board, they're, they're head and shoulders right now above everybody else. But what about the girls? Well, I mean, both those games, you know, the girls' game was an OT. Uh, Farmington wraps up the West Division title uh, on the boys' side. On the boys' side, with a two-point win, but uh, the, on the girls, I mean, just a great, great ball game. And you're talking about the job that Heath Neal's done there. Uh, just he and I visited after the game, uh, and I didn't know this. Uh, Farmington beat them by 40 a year ago. 40. Well, that's how much. That's how much they've closed that gap. Hey, not the, only he's a great uh, coach. He he cooks a mean Blackhawk burger too. I see him up there 
football games in. He's back there. He's putting them out. And if I let's stay in four in four A, you know, we talk a lot about the winners and jockeying for first place, second. I want to give a heads up to Prairie Grove girls. They um, they've been struggling, man. They've been stru- struggling awful bad this year, maybe even last year. But they won. Uh, at Shallow Christian, 39-35 in overtime to end an 11-game conference losing streak. Now, that's important to young people. A lot, a lot of kids would say, you know what, I'm not doing this. Why am I going to practice? Why am I doing this? These girls have stuck it out. They got their first conference win, and I just want to give those girls a lot of credit right there. And if I could slide into three, I, I, well, I've been Before we do that, Rick, let me, let me talk about this real quick. Three. The 4A girls, that, oh, is, that is a brutal, brutal yeah. conference. I mean – You've got Pea Ridge, you got Berryville, which up into up a couple weeks yeah. ago was, was undefeated. Yeah. They started the season twenty yes. or twenty one and zero. Okay, now they've lost what a couple of times. Yes. So you got those two. You got Farmington, which dropped into that conference. Okay, we all know Farmington's great. You got Harrison, which oh th- by the way they put it on Berryville last night. Harrison girls. So you know those are really good teams. That is, I mean, that is a that is a tough tough conference right hey, there. This just in. What about Gravit? And Gravit, they're a team that was a, a, a semifinalist, a semifinalist last year, won the regional tournament. So another good team. And is that then, our best girls conference around I, I, here? I don't think there's any doubt that it is from top That's to bottom. No, no, question. no, no question. question. Now here's something else that nobody ever talks about in this conference. Now Shallow Christian girls, the team, they're not having a good season. Anna McCready, their sophomore, she's about a six three sophomore, and she can play. And I think last night she had about 25 out of Shallow's 30 yep. whatever points. Yep. So she's a player that doesn't get a lot of lot of uh, publicity because her team is you know in this conference, <laughs> you know. But you look at her. I mean, this girl can play. I mean, she can flat mm-hmm. play. So you know you got to contend with her whenever you play Shallow because she can go off for 25 or 30 yep. on you. So just top to bottom, that's just such a tough, tough conference for girls. Now on the boys' side. Also tough, maybe not as not as tough as the girls top to bottom, but really good. You got Farmington on that side, on Harrison. Mm-hmm. You got Huntsville. Those are three really really good teams. Now, by the way, P Ridge, maybe the best coach team in that conference could be, and very good team. They lost a tough one to Farmington last night, but they will be a factor in there when that regional gets here. So the four A one. But if you want to go watch some good basketball, go watch some teams in that four A one, and you're gonna see a good game just about every time. Hey, it was a treat for us last night with the six A idol. Man, we all sprawled out and got to see a lot of smaller school basketball. Just because it's smaller doesn't mean it's less quality. I, I saw been a lot of good basketball. Well, and, and speaking of that, Rick, I'm gonna leave that right in that. Speaking of right quality, entry. you probably saw one of the best players on this side of the state last night over at Lincoln in uh, Peyton Brown from That's Walter. the first time I've eyeballed him. I've heard about him. I've read about him. Maybe saw some clips about him. He is a fantastic player, but they are not a one-man team. They're not. They had uh, uh, some good role players. This uh, Drew Dozier had 15 points last night, and he was real aggressive on the offensive uh, uh, boards. Uh, they played good defense, man-to-man defense, and – you know, this kid, uh, uh, Peyton Brown, had 53, I think, the first time they played. He had 34 last night. But he gave the ball up. There's two or three times they were going on fast break, and he, uh, you know, gave it to the other kid when he uh, could have shot it himself. So I think he's conscious of that. They don't want to be known as a one-man, you know, ball hog type team. They're very good. And uh, they got a big game coming up. Friday at Charleston. Charleston beat them pretty badly, so they're going to be looking to get revenge there. And then they got to play at uh, still Elkins is right there too. So that that's a lot of action that's heating up in that 
3A1 West. So a couple of things we need to mention. First of all, Peyton Brown went over the 1,500 mark for his career last week. So he's 1,500, over 1,500 points in three seasons. So he's still got another season to go. So, you know, a lot of players, I mean, 1,000 points is a big milestone. You know, mm-hmm. Players hit it. 1,500, that that class becomes a little less, you know, the, the, like Bum Phillips, what you said about Earl Campbell. I don't know if he's in a class by himself, but it don't take long to call roll. Okay? <laughs> so it doesn't yeah. take long to call roll in that 1,500 club. So that's one to talk about. Now, he's Rick, a junior. He's a junior. Yeah. Rick, let's talk about Elkins. Now, Elkins won last night, and they're 21-3, I believe, and they've lost one game. But their best, you know, one of their, not their best player, but one of their one of their top players is no longer at school there. Uh, Quinn McC- McLean, standout quarterback. Um, I mean, I think he was like 80% of their offense for Elkins this past summer. For, um, he decided to transfer, and he is at Fayetteville now. They're going through off-season program, and he's a, an exceptional athlete. But the problem is, Fayetteville's already got a six-six quarterback coming back, and uh, his name is Hank Gibbs, and he did a tremendous job when Darius Bowers uh, was there. And I talked to the, uh, Billy Dawson on the phone about it, and he said, uh, best man win. He said, we're going to go through spring drills. We're going to go through the summer. And made the best man win. I asked him, I said, hey, have you seen tape uh, on uh, Quinn? He said, no, no, I don't want to be influenced by that. I want to do what they do in front of me on the field. Best man win. So I guess that's the way it ought to be. But what, that's Rick, a big blow for it Elkins. It is. But you know what, Rick, what I've liked is Elkins, they, they haven't skipped a beat. You know, they're like, well, you know, their coaches, you know, we're going to play with the guys who I have. Like in Hoosiers, you know, this my team's on the floor. Yep, and uh, and that's what they've done, and they've they've kept on going. So so major props to Elkins, Chad Graham, and those other guys on the Elkins team. They've stepped stepped up and yeah. played well. So Elkins, Elkins, and Charleston and Waldron, what three really good teams in that conference? But you know what? We got some teams, three A teams in another three A conference. Paul, you've covered Boonville a little bit. Boonville boys, I think they won their 59th game in a row. I mean, they've won a bunch in a row. Boonville. Uh, I thought they were the football school. Hey, they're turning into a basketball school. 22-1 and now. They beat uh, beat Paris last night. Uh, that's uh, win number 21 in a row for, for the Bearcats. So they, they can shoot some baskets too, bud. Now on the girls' side, and of course, the Valley Springs on the boys' side, also a very good 3A team. So some really good 3A boys' teams. On the girls' side in 3A, Charleston, defending state champions, they're right. I mean, they have just picked up right where they left off last season. And uh, but Rick, you saw a Lincoln girls team last night. How did the Lincoln girls look? I know they're having they a really good. good season. They look good. You know what? They've won ten out of eleven. They've kind of nobody. I said, well, wait a minute. Is, could this be correct? Uh, Emily Slammons. I mean, she spells her name a little bit different. I got to get that right. And she had done a great job. Only her second year over there. They were a mess three years ago. You know, they had problems over there. Won only five games. Uh, Emily. Uh, went to um, Greenland. She's part of that uh, uh, bunch right there. Is she part of the Barton uh, yeah, coaching Yeah, she's part of Barton, and she beat them the, uh, maybe two or three weeks ago. But really impressed with that team. Uh, Biggie's uh, younger daughter, Jessica Goldman, is a one younger top sister. player. Uh, uh, what did I say? Daughter. No, I did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she's a really good player. They're a really good team. And uh, uh, Charleston. I think I put it on Twitter. I don't. I don't know. Do Twitter that much? But I said, "Wow, these girls can play." Charles Stinson, absolutely and very played. well coached. And yes. they every not not just two or three of them. If they got 12, 14 on the bench, they can all play. So Charleston's still the team to beat there. But uh, Lincoln, they're the surprise team. So it would be interesting. We're all looking forward to postseason. That's coming up here. What in a couple of weeks? Our favorite time of year, at least for me. 
And how about it too, Henry? We you know look at some of the some of the boys teams. Lavaca's having a really good really good season on the boys side in two A down there. What about some of the girls teams in two A? Uh, one of the ones that will catch your mind that it's kind of out of our coverage area, but they're impressive is Danville. I think they're right now about twenty two and one. So and they're going to get the host of regional in there. So. Uh, that's another obstacle these teams are going to have to face. Absolutely, absolutely. And down in the 1A, I know that uh, Calico Rock in 1A, the boys' side, really, really good team. Alpena on the girls' side, really, really good. Norfolk also very, very good. Uh, Paul, you got some, some of those other ones? Well, you mentioned Calico Rock. Well, this just in. West for, uh, Western Grove put it on. Won a big one at Calico. I believe it was at Calico Rock last, last night. night. Seventy-one forty-five. That was really a surprise. Not that they won again, wow. but the margin. margin. Now yeah. we know Izzard County. I think they're the boy. The they're they've either locked down the conference or they're going to probably be the number one seed in that conference. But Western Grove and Calico Rock and Izzard County, all three, all three twenty-win teams in that one conference. Going to make for a really, really interesting district and regional tournament there those are three outstanding teams well and then also in 1a you got the new school over at Fayetteville David Farrell you know this he's you know he started he started this program there this year playing their first varsity season uh, I remember him saying you know they wanted to wait to do it till, till next year but the AAA said go ahead and get in now it doesn't have a senior on the team and last time I checked they're about 23 and 2 23 and 3 something like that I visited with him a little bit last week and they they were, hit a little spurt they've, they've lost three out of five not sure what how they did last night, but they've hit a little slump. But again, you got seven, eight players, and that's it. the The bench is kind of short, so if you go through some struggles, it's you know you got to kind of work it work themselves out a little bit. Well, that's because uh, in their conference they're running to Deer and Jasper. Both of those already with twenty wins, so you have that plateau. But then it kind of bottoms out after that. Yeah. So hey, uh, one thing I was going to ask everybody, okay. Uh, the Farmington P Ridge game last night. Uh, P Ridge kid hits a 25 footer, banks it in. The bank is the open. The bank is open to to send it into OT. Wow. Uh, Farmington coach Brad Johnson after the game, uh, he was a little he he blamed himself. Uh, he said, you know, usually it's a st- our standard rule that at three seconds or less, uh, up three, our rule is to foul. He chose not to. He mm. said no, and they tied it, and they went into OT and got beat. Uh, what do you think, fellas? That's a. There, I'm not sure there's a right answer here. There's but, not, but that's a, that's a teaching moment. Yes. Okay, that's a teaching moment, and I'm going to guarantee you the next time that situation happens, Farmington fouls in that situation. They'll remember this, and they'll learn from it. Well, no question, but like you know, Brad was. I mean, he put it on himself. He said, "I I, I told him, you know, I I made the decision not to foul." And it was an interesting sequence because uh, Coach Heath Neal jokingly after the game said, you know, hey, I, I had something drawn up, at, uh, you know, in the timeout, a uh, couple of different things, and we messed it up. But 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 a bank, 25-footer bank shot wasn't one of the things he drew up. Well, he said we messed it up, and he said, but we got a little lucky. And That's uh, what it is. It's luck. I sometimes mean, it's better it, to be lucky than good. I mean, I mean. I don't like the, the, the foul thing. I mean, if she just give him credit, she made the shot. How many times can a high school girl uh, make a 25 foot shot under that kind of pressure? I just said, hey, give her credit and let's go in and win it in overtime. It was there night. That's me. It was yeah. there night. And it's gonna, that, that regional tournament um, is going to be a fantastic tournament. Is that uh, the one I get? 
And because you will, so in that region, you're going to be bringing Clarksville into that one, right? So yeah. Clarksville, they're very good. Yeah. In the 4A4, that last night, you know, we always look at these conference standings and say, oh, uh, they'll twist one way, but then they'll turn around and twist another. And this is the case in the 4A4 last night. Clarksville was tied with Pottsville for first place and lost to Ozark. Well, they've just lost their little grip on uh, first place. Not so fast because Moralton turned around and beat Pottsville. Now it's Clarksville and Moralton at 8-2. and two. You have Pottsville at 7-2. and two. Oh, by the way, Clarksville and Moralton, they play each other Friday night at Clarksville. Wow. Now that regional rig will be played in Moralton. Uh, oh, that, never that mind. region will be. So you, okay. you heard Rick. You nah, know, I, I, claim yeah. to it, right? I, I, I was trying to be greedy. I do. <laughs> well, you know, how do you turn off the mute, the mute button over here? How do you do this? You know, you we got you on tape. <laughs> yeah, I could no, be enticed no. with that one if you you know sort of send me a running budget to Feltner's Waterburger in Russellville oh, or something like wow. that. There so. you go. There you go. Well, that'll be that'll be a good, good, good regional on both sides of boys and the girls. That'll be a fantastic for a regional. Um, so that that uh, kind of wraps it up for us this week. We uh, we're ready for the second half of uh, of conference play in the six A and five A's. I've been working on my working on my three pointer. So uh, I don't know if I can make a banked twenty five footer or not. But but uh, no. maybe she'll give I me some lessons. No. Yeah, maybe she'll give some, some lessons on that. So anyway, we got our uh, got our our pencils sharpened and our and our score sheets are erased and clean. So we're ready for the second half to start this week. We hope you'll catch us out at the gym somewhere and uh, talk some basketball with us. We always love to talk basketball. We, do, we don't know how, how much knowledge we have, but whatever little bit we have, we'll, we'll pass it on to you. Yep. So that's it for this week, and uh, we'll see you at a gym somewhere.